My three C's that I try to help people with for weight loss is commitment, consistency, and change. If you don't commit fully, and I mean commit fully, like I took weeks and weeks to fantasize about what my life would be without Spanx, without uh, control top pantyhose, and actually being able to look the way I felt inside. And I thought of it as like winning the lottery, like that I actually have the chance to win the lottery if I commit to this. And so when the day came that I had set to start uh, Weight Watchers, I was ready. It was like, I'm going for my million bucks right now. And I'm committed to winning that million dollars. And then I stayed consistent. Once I saw that the plan worked, I'm like, this is simple logic. And I'm a 100% logical thinker. You cannot stray me from my logic, period. And I saw that it worked. And I'm like, if I stay consistent and committed, I'm going to get the change that I want, 100%. I'm going to win the million dollars, and I'm going to not have to wear Spanx anymore, and I'm going to be able to look the way I feel inside. And it worked. If you don't commit with everything in you, you won't stay consistent. Commit to consistency. And you will receive change. That was Cheryl Gatsky, a spirited personal trainer on her commitment, consistency, and change rule. If anybody knows it. It's Cheryl. She was five feet and over 200 pounds. She lost the weight. She developed definition. She got toned. She looks great. This is the Respecting the Process podcast, sponsored by the SidFit Wellness Center. I'm Adam Roshan. We're here in the Spar Lab Studios with Steve. Hey. And sparring with Spar. Sparring with Steve Spar. A little one-minute segment, something that we've been trying lately. Yep. Yep. Um, the last one I found quite interesting, and I learned a lot. Yeah. So, can you do it again? Yeah, I could probably pull something out. All right, let's do it. In the long run, we shape our lives and we shape ourselves. The process never ends until we die. And the choices we make are ultimately our own responsibility. That was a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt, which kind of ties into your podcast theme. Yeah. Yeah, weight loss, fitness, health. Shaping yourself. Mentally and physically. That's correct. And uh, the guest on this week is really a great example of that process. That's exactly what she did. Today's guest, Patricia Reeves, the founder of Women's Movement, a campaign encouraging women or men, just anybody, to move. She organizes every Sunday, Kitchener, uh, McLennan Park, just a bunch of people run up this hill uh, to get in shape. You run up as many times as you can, and every week you try to push yourself to do more. She has lost over 100 pounds herself, but numbers aren't the goal anymore. Instead, the focus is on happiness and developing within yourself just as much as out. This is Patricia Reeves' perspective, developed by a remarkable process on the Respecting the Process podcast. Respecting the process, baby. Let's even go back before you you lost the weight. What made you realize that you needed to make a change in your life? I had good people in my life pointed out to me that I was probably heading down the wrong path, that I needed to start thinking about myself. Um, I was busy with a business, kids. Uh, I thought about everybody else besides myself. And then I had a couple people sit me down and say, you know, maybe you should start thinking about yourself, taking some time, and that way you can help more people. And to start your own journey, 
uh, it really has to come from within, right? Like you, yes. you need to find that fire in yourself. How'd you do that? It was easy. <laughs> yeah, because other people can tell you what to do, but exactly. at the end of the day, you have to. It's hard because I, I started and stopped so many times in the journey. You know, you break down and you pick yourself back up. You have to start looking at yourself. For me, I had great support people. I had an excellent gym mentors that just kept bringing me back and keeping me motivated and and happy, mm -hmm. you know, to be here and to do something new and to actually try something different. So the, the process that you begin, you you also need to would you, would you say help. yeah accept yeah. help? I didn't accept help from nobody. I was a lone soldier. So how how do you uh, how do you realize that you needed the help? When I knew I couldn't do it on my own, I, when you hit rock bottom and you just you just you just put your hand out yeah. and you just accept it. Well, 140 pounds later, mm -hmm. how do you feel now? Excellent, awesome. Looking back, would you have done anything differently? No. Nope. No. Nothing. Can you explain to me a little bit because you know we're talking about like physical exercise. We've talked about being on the scale and, and constantly judging yourself uh, during the process. Can you talk a little about the plateaus? <laughs> the plateaus. For me, the plateaus were is where I learned the most. Yeah. So, I get the scale. It'd be two forty-five, and I just couldn't break that two forty-five. I'd be stuck there and stuck there, and then that's when I would give up and I'd go back to my old habits and it's not worth it, I'm not going to do it, I can't do it. So my mindset changed. Yeah. So as soon as I started doubting myself, I would plateau and now, I would stay there. One of the things you did, you, you didn't actually look at the number anymore. Well, that came in time. So yeah. once I realized that the number was what was beating me down, I gave up on the number yeah. and I would just go by goal clothes instead. Yeah. So instead of focusing on a number, I just focused on different way. How did that change your thinking? Well every time you try that gold shirt on it almost fits and it almost fits and it almost fits it kind of inspires you to break through that plateau. Yeah. Right? You know uh, well, I, I did it at 245 I beat it at 235 I beat it mm. 212 I beat it so I know every plateau <laughs> and then I hit around 200 I hit under 200 and that's when my mind start changing more yeah. instead of me focusing more on losing weight it was more about building muscle and eating properly and having confidence and finding my inner voice that was positive instead of negative and so instead of thinking i can't do this i was like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna kill it because it's an emotional battle just yes. as much physical it's all mental mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with physical it's all mental it's just yeah. just putting your shoes on and coming is the hardest right just yeah getting to that gym because once you're here you, you have to do it yeah. right you can't just give up because then you know you look like a failure yeah and i i don't like to fail do you, do you have any techniques that people could use to to motivate themselves for me i i pretty much do as soon as i start thinking negative i start telling myself that it's none of your business you mm. know it's none of your business and you can do this and just keep thinking of the positive things. As soon as I start doubting myself, like, oh, you can't do those push-ups, I'd be like, oh, that's none of my business. And then just do it, yeah. right? It's mind over matter. Yeah. If you think you can do it, you can do it. If you think you can't, then you're not. And finding a support system, you also uh, seem to have a lot of great people around you. I built my support system very tight, and then I also learned from every person that came into my life. Mm -hmm. And I, I learned the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of good, a lot of bad comes together. Mm -hmm. And then I start using that to change myself. Huh. So instead now of me relying on trainers, yeah. I train myself. 
which I never thought in a million years. I always thought I needed somebody yelling at me and keeping me accountable and counting for me because I cheat all the time. Because, you know, that's what we do in workouts. Mm -hmm. And then I learned just I can do this myself. I don't need to have people always supporting me 24-7. At some point, I have to do it. And I bet you didn't expect to be able to do that for yourself. Well, this last 12-week challenge is where I learned that lesson. So I decided to do a 12-week challenge for a photo shoot, which is today. And I thought, man, I'm in 12 weeks. I'm going to rock a bikini. I have a six-pack. I was going to look off. And then after six weeks, I was like, oh, my God, I'm not realistic right now, right? And then I was like, well, I could do it if I wanted to, but I didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't want to put in all that work. Well, how do you set realistic goals for losing weight? One day at a time now. Mm-hmm. So now I'm not focused on the weight loss. I'm just focused on one day at a time. Yeah. If I want to have a piece of chocolate, I'm going to eat that piece of chocolate, right? <laughs> Through the process, I learned I had to still live my life, mm-hmm. and this was going to be a life thing. It's mm-hmm. not, I'm going to do this for 12 weeks. And that's what I always did is I always made my challenges for myself so I could stay accountable. Mm-hmm. And then when that challenge was done, mm-hmm then there was no accountability and that's when I usually plateaued. Mm -hmm. So I always had a support, like, oh, I have to do a challenge so I can lose this weight. So now it's, I'm gonna do the challenge for fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Find happiness in the process. Exactly. Yeah. And this, the 12 week, the last 12 week process, after the six weeks, because I was training like a lot, Mm. (laughs) I was training a lot. Yep. And after the six weeks, that's when it kind of clicked in and I stopped a lot of my private training and that's when I started training myself. Because I was like, you know what, I'm done this in 12 weeks. Yeah. I need to do this for myself now, and I need to be able to push through that last barrier of, yeah, I can do this by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't need to have a trainer yelling at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it helps, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, but now I train with other people. Like, I have a tra- I'm training with somebody who's lost 100 pounds also. Yeah. Right? So now I'm training with her, and we're keeping each other. Mm. You know, you get to talk about those stories of, oh, my God, do you remember when you were at 50 pounds? Do you remember when you were at 80? And, and you just showed me um, a, your old pair of pants. Yeah. Which is literally, like, it seems to be twice a, a, as large as you are now. Yeah. So I've how lost does, half a person. How does that feel, physically seeing what you've done? Good. <laughs> Fantastic. Like, I never thought that that, like, even when I first started here with those pants, and I, I bring the pants as inspiration in that, mm. I thought maybe a size 18, because I was always an 18, since I was, like, about 18 and up. Yeah. And I was like, you know, if I can get into an 18, I'll be, like, super happy. And I'm, like, fitting in 14. I'm mm. like, oh, my God, like, how'd that happen? So break it down for me. The beginning, this is a very difficult process that, that you, you, you began, and you have been, to this point, you know, uh, pleasantly successful with. Mm-hmm. How do you begin something that you know will be difficult? How do you start a process that you know is going to be grueling that you don't even maybe want to do? I I don't think you can prepare for a journey like that. You just got to take it one day at a time and go with the flow. You know, if you you fall, that's fine. You can get back up, and that's what I learned through this. Is every time you fall, the next day you just get back up and try again. And you know, if you just keep trying, you know, not trying, if you just do it, mm-hmm. you know, just do it. What's respecting the process mean? I think respecting the process is respecting your own process, not worrying about everybody else's process and everybody else's journeys. Mm-hmm. It's about respecting yourself and respecting your own journey and not trying to be somebody else. You know, you need to make your own.